Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fiona Osborne. This is Inside Exec. Today we're going to look at an issue that can be very difficult to manage and uh, I think we might have interesting views on how to do this. It's about how you handle, as a manager, how you handle a complaint about a peer manager. So someone who is managing at the same level as you, but it's by their staff. So their staff have come to you to complain about their manager. And how do you handle that complaint? Firstly, I would hope that in an organisation of any size where you're, you're talking about this, this sort of level of, of interaction, that there is some process that you can follow, that there is some process for the staff and that there is some process for you as well as the, the peer manager so that if there isn't, let's first of all look at if there isn't. Obviously, if there is a process, then you fall back on the process, which makes it simpler and more structured in the way you look at it. But if there's not a process, and I guess in this instance, in the example that's been sent to us, there's not a process for them to follow. So Fuliana's the peer manager. My staff have complained to her about me. <laughs> this is not something that we've just drawn out of the clouds because there is a an element of uh, the workforce out there where I was previously who would say that I am not a benevolent dictator. <laughs> I'm happy to live with that. So we'll say that in this instance, it's my staff have complained to Fuliana about me. So how is she going to handle it? Okay. No, without laughing. She's just not going to laugh at them, which is no, probably what I'm, she would do internally. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. What I'm going to do is I'm going to be a bit puzzled to start off with, a bit puzzled in that, why did they come to me? Keep myself from being distracted with any of that and saying they come to me because they think I'm better or I'm a better leader or I have a better reputation, all of that. Don't go there. That's rubbish. I'll park it. The other thing is, say, oh, gosh, I don't want to be involved in this and oh, I can do with that. I've got my own problems. Don't go there either. This person have come to you. You don't know anything about it at the moment. So the, the very, 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 very first thing you do is listen and hear what the person has to say. It's a very, very difficult situation to be in because you listen and that could be anything. The complaint might be about something as simple as, oh, we just don't get on. We just keep, you know, our we clashing or it could be, it's really, really inflexible or the person is this or that or the other. Or it could be much more serious. It could be a bullying, a victimization or whatever, whatever, whatever. So again, there's not one size fit all for a situation like that. So the first thing is to listen and try to figure out what the person is saying and keep remembering you're only hearing one side of the story. Once you do that, I think the key and the action would be to try to encourage and empower the complainant to handle it themselves. Absolutely right. If there is a process, draw on that and draw on putting them on that track. But I would just ask questions like, have you thought of approaching her with that? Have you had any communication, etc.? The difficulty here is by doing that, you're not A, starting the investigation yourself, B, you're getting in and you're becoming the, you know, part of it. 
too mm -hmm. prematurely when there is a process for it, but to let the person know that you heard them and to say it. I would say, look, I know you, you're a good person. I don't know you that well, but from what I hear and blah, blah, blah. However, I am only hearing your side. And sometimes it's an interpretation. And I really think that's why we have processes and the process is there to be followed. So where it becomes really difficult is when the person say things like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to make it formal. I don't, I don't, I don't want to follow the process. That's one. Two, I really don't want you to do anything about it. I knew I could trust you, so I come to tell you. At that point in time, when I get to that point, if I, it was me in that situation, I will start getting really annoyed. <laughs> the reason for that is say, well, how can I help you if you just tell me do nothing? And the difficulty is just say, okay, well, you said to do nothing, I did nothing, and then something goes terribly wrong. Would you, as a good leader in an organization, be satisfied with that? The answer is I wouldn't, yet I have to tread carefully. So I don't think it's wrong to say to the person, look, if it is mine now and it's a, some, something that can, I will just say, look, okay, so you told me, but you don't want me to do anything. So my recommendation is that you go and resolve it directly and follow the process or you just let's talk it through. If you're saying to me no, or particularly if it's a bigger problem than that, then say, look, I'm really, really sorry. I can't not do anything about it. I have an obligation as a member of the leadership team, as a member of this team, remember our culture, remember our objectives, remember I will draw back on all of those. They're not just words. We live by them. And I have responsibility towards you, the organization and your boss in doing something about it. So me doing something about it might be that I'm going to leave it for you to, to keep the lead on this. Or I can help you get onto the process. Or within the process, I can be there, but I'm not going to take over this. And I'm not going to do nothing. Mm, <laughs> so right. It's all the other things in between. I think that probably the, the steps in the process are the practical things that we can talk about. So, so first and foremost, that right at the start when this person comes to you, to have the two questions that say, why are you coming to me? Mm. What are you expecting that I will do about this? And as a result of that, make it clear that you're going to record you know, or keep notes of the discussion because you've got to have something that records the interaction that you've had in the event that, that you do need to do other things later on. So, so it, it's not about, well, let's just sit down and have a chat first. It's action. It's formal action in that someone has come outside of their work environment to another work environment to talk to you. So you do need to, to put some structure around it. And the structure protects everybody yeah. from misinterpretation, from forgotten bits of information, from straying from the path of a step-by-step -step process to resolve whatever it is that, that is the problem. So those two questions first and, and making sure that, that everyone is aware in the situation that, that you will be taking notes and you will be keeping a record of it. If they say, oh, no, I don't want to do anything, I just want to talk to you about it, well, then you go down the path of why me 
you know, if you're not expecting me to do anything about it, you're taking up this time out of your work day as well as my work day. What is the end result that you're looking for out of this? Is it just that you wanted to talk to someone? So if you just wanted to talk to someone, do you not have a mentor in this organisation? And if you don't have a mentor in this organisation, have you thought about getting a mentor either in the organisation or outside the organisation where these sorts of issues can be discussed independently? Because basically if you're coming to me outside of your own work environment, what you're looking for is someone independent to help you think about this situation. And that's what a mentor is for. And it doesn't have to be paid. It doesn't have to be anything too structured. But perhaps what you need in terms of your work environment and, and managing your yourself in your work environment is a, a mental relationship with someone. And while you're in that situation too, if you realise maybe the process is non-existent <laughs> or there is the process is not clear or not communicated or whatever, then you can, with total respect to confidentiality and without referring to that situation, you have responsibility as a leader to actually contribute to improving that, to say, look, I was thinking about that, maybe it'd be easier or maybe at the next training we should really highlight or, you know, contribute to make that um, more visible and more Mm. clear than Mm. the process. And if it's non-existent, then get one in. (laughs) Make it happen. Then if you're in a situation where you're the person who has built up the courage to go and talk to someone outside of your work environment about this situation and they say to you, you know, why did you come to me and, and you haven't thought about that, that that's something that you needed to have done. It's, it's not just about going, finding the right person and the yeah. willing ear and going there and, and doing the uh, what we used to call the DOS dump, just downloading everything that's in your head. You do need to be structured. If you're the one that wants to make the complaint, you also need to be structured about the situation, what your concerns are, what you think the resolution is. Don't just go to someone with a problem. Think about how it could be fixed because if you're not part of the solution, you're part yeah. of the problem and, and that might help you resolve it. It might mean that you know, in, in in putting that structure down about, well, I don't like the way that the communication happens in our team. People find out word of mouth and some people find out through an email or an inter-office memo or whatever else it is, and there's no consistency over the communication and it's, it's aggravating me and, and for some reason perhaps they don't feel empowered to bring it up at the team meetings or to find a way of of resolving that. And so they're going to go to someone else and say, well, how do you do communication in your team? Because our team's just rubbish. We all find out differently. Thinking about what the solution might be might give you enough information or power to be able to suggest the solution and not make it personal, not make it, I feel this way because I feel like I'm missing out on the information that's being spread through, through the team, but rather to say, we have so much information in the team, uh, it gets scattered. Is there some way that as a team we can have a central point of information so that if someone gets a bit of information and they, particularly these days where not everyone's working in the same environment at the same time, so we have this information that comes in and we don't want to send out volumes of emails to people. Is there some way we can keep all of the information that we might get as individuals that relates to what we're doing in a central place that everyone can access from wherever they are working? And that might help in that situation. So 
don't just be the problem or the or the problem identifier. Be part of thinking about a solution because sometimes the solution to what you see as a, a personal problem will present itself in thinking about the broader picture. Right. Well, I think we've probably. Did you wish to say say more? <laughs> I was going to say a topic for another podcast could be you, the person that your staff went to someone else <laughs> to complain. And yeah. that's a completely different topic altogether, how to, when you find out, how you find out and so on. What you do about it, separating the personal reaction from the, the professional reaction, which is the hardest thing to do. Because yeah. if you, particularly if you think you're, you're being a good manager and they've gone somewhere else, yes, yeah, yeah. for me, it doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> you do care. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, all right. We will leave it there, but we will talk about that from the other side of the uh, complaint situation on another day. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.